Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. To encourage you and what uh, Brother Frank was sowing and speaking of the Word of God, God's got a great purpose and plan for our lives and instruction manual here, and I'm just so thankful for that. Um, I just want to kick off today by celebrating someone very special in my life that went home to be with the Lord. Um, Virginia Williams went home to be with the Lord this week. She's my adopted aunt. Um, she's um, her son and I and her daughter Carol. Tommy and I are same age, raised together. We stayed all night with each other about every week. We switched around and uh, we became lifelong um, like brothers. And uh, Aunt Virginia and Mr. Ray were a big part of my life. And 95 years old, went to home in her house, in her bed. And uh, looking forward to seeing the Lord. How many knows that's the way to do it? How many say amen? So I just want you to be in prayer with me this week as we celebrate her life. Uh, excuse me, Monday's a visitation and uh, Tuesday's a celebration of life. So uh, do that as long as and continue as we pray for all of our brothers and sisters going through things and different people. Just pray health and healing over everyone. So how many's ever lost a loved one? And you know what? We say lost, but they're not lost. They're home, those who have trusted in the Lord. So, amen. I want to talk about the rain today. I want to talk about the rain. How many knows we've had a lot of rain in the last uh, two months? How many knows we're ahead of schedule for rain? And how many knows the rain can be aggravating? I want to talk about the aggravation of the rain today and also the purpose of when we get more than enough rain. So I just want to pray over the Word. If you'd pray with me. Father, I thank you today for the Word. And I thank you today, Lord, that we have insight. We have ears to hear and eyes to see. And Father, I think you will leave with something that will help us. Help us to move forward. Help us to heal. Help us to be restored. Help us to walk forward in this life you've given us. And Father God, I just thank you today for the rain in the natural and the rain in the spirit. And I just give you praise today and give you honor. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. If you'd open up your Bibles today and open up to Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35. And we're going to look at some things today concerning rain and concerning dry times. How many's ever had a dry time in your life? How many's ever had a situation that wasn't going well? How many's ever had a dry time financially? If you ever had a dry time financially, raise your hand with me. If you've ever had a dry time relationally, maybe you went through a terrible separation or divorce, or maybe you had a marriage that was kind of stuck on hold, and, and or maybe you had a problem with an in-law, an outlaw, a daughter, a granddaughter, grandson, whatever. Maybe you had trouble with relationships. How many's ever had a dry time in a relationship? Okay? How many's ever had a dry time spiritually? You just, if Jesus showed up in the natural and put your finger in the hole of his hand, you'd still wonder, is that you really, you Lord? It's just so dry. I don't know, God, what's going on. I want to talk about dry times today, and I want to talk about times of rain. Times of rain. Now, the rains we've had in the natural can be a nuisance when it gets too much. This is the first time since the 27 flood and the 1937 flood 
that the Mississippi River has been out of her banks for consecutive days. It passed last week the record for consecutive days. And there are places in the, the basin of the Mississippi River which will join, you know, the Ohio dumps in the Mississippi, the Missouri dumps in the Mississippi, the Illinois. Um, there are places where farmers have got little to no seed in the ground. And they're already going to take disaster insurance. There's places where that's not happening. There's places where they're half done and a third done and so forth. And it's become a problem. See, here's, here's an issue when we get too much of something. If we get too much of something, even if it's good, if we don't pass it on, we can become stopped up. When God gives you a revelation, when God gives you abundance of something, anything he blesses you with, every good and perfect gift comes from above, when we don't pass it on, we're put here to be conduits, not to be dams. We're put here to be conduits to pass it on. Whenever we pass it on to someone else, it opens up more capacity for us. You see people that, that's why, it used to bother me as a kid in the parable of the talents, when the guy took away the one talent from the one guy who hid it and gave it to the guy that had the most. The reason he did that is because he gave it to someone who could multiply the talent. He gave it to the one who had the capacity to multiply it the most. That's when you see people who do well seem to do better because they understand the power of sowing. They understand the power of seed time and harvest. They under, understand the power of momentum. Keep it moving, keep it going. When God gives you a revelation or he gives you an abundance of something, abundance of food, abundance of blessing when we pass it on we're creating capacity see when the Mississippi now is running into the Gulf of Mexico the water can't be received fast enough so it keeps backing up I went down to the point the other day where the Kentucky River down here at the point how many knows where the point is where the Kentucky River meets the Ohio and I'd always heard the old-timers talk of this so I went down to see for myself the water at the mouth of the Kentucky was swirling because it could not dump into the Ohio, was rising faster than it could give to it. So it was swirling. Like it, the water was making funny movements. And then the water was actually running backward up the Kentucky River. Now, I was raised on the Kentucky River. We farmed on the Kentucky River all my life, all my dad's life. And I've seen, there's some vari variables about the Kentucky River. It's not very wide, but it's very deep. It's a deep river. In places, it's 40 to 50 feet deep. They've measured it before. As a matter of fact, for the deepest river in the world, if anybody cares and wants to know, it's in the Congo, and it's 612 feet deep. There's a river, the Congo. It has nothing to do with anything. I just thought I'd throw that out. It makes me feel shiny about myself. But anyway, ain't nobody going to go fishing in the Congo after church. Let me say amen. But the river was backing up. When we don't allow the blessings of God to flow through us, we back up. We get stopped up. We get backed up. And some of us are at their age. We need help not getting backed up. How many say amen? And when you get backed up, you can't release what God's put in you. So I want to talk about the goodness of the rain and the oversupply of rain. I also want to talk about when it appears that it is so dry and it's so brittle and nothing's going well and my prayers haven't been answered and I've been disappointed and my God, what have you done to me, Lord? And I just want to look at some examples and use some pictures today. How many ever heard of Death, Death Valley out in California? Well, some of us older people, you young kids can Google it. It used to be a show on TV, Wagon Train. Uh, it was sponsored by Death uh, 20 Mule Team Borax. It was, you know, the, the laundry soap year 40, 50 years ago. And anyway, there were commercials kids before they were in color. How many say amen? amen? So Death Valley is a very, very, very tough place to live. And in Death Valley, 
here's, here's how it looks. And there's, there's plateaus and flat parts, and very few things can live there. Certain snakes, certain insects. There's a certain fox that lives there. Uh, lizards and some salamanders. But it can get as high as 128 degrees, has reached over 130 before in the daytime, and get to 30 below zero at night. So it's not an easy place to live. It's barren. It is desolate. Uh, you see little to no greenery. And that's the way it usually goes. But something happened. Something happened in 19, uh, excuse me, 2016. They had an abundance of rain. You know, the Bible says in the last days there's going to be an outpouring. How many say amen? How many believe the outpouring's already begun? And the Bible says in, in the outpouring that the sons and daughters of men will prophesy and the old men and women will dream dreams. Now listen to me. When you get older, you, you lose the sight of prophesying sometimes. You begin to dream. And you begin to dream dreams that's unfinished in your life and other people's. And then God will show you dreams of fruition of what's going to happen down the road. And young people begin to prophesy of what God is going to do. Guys, this, listen, for the first time in the history of mankind, now listen, listen to me this morning, please listen to me. For the first time in the history of mankind, there are six generations on the earth at the same time. A generation's counted 20 years at a time. The reason that they backed up the years on a generation is simply this. At 20 years, everybody can be reproducing, physically reproducing for sure. There are six generations of six different age groups on the planet right now. I'm a baby boomer. There are millennials, there are Xers, there's Zers, and there's one coming up called Alpha. That's the youngest one right now. And there's, they call the greatest generation, um, you know, uh, the World War II generation and so forth, but they're here. Now, here's another statistic that's very important. Of the seven point whatever, it's still ticking, I don't know, seven, four, seven, three, five, whatever, seven point whatever billion people on the earth, 50% of the entire population of the earth to get this, 50% is 25 years or younger. 50%. If we as the older people don't pass down the legacy of God to the younger people, it can get lost. Tommy, say amen. And that's why God has challenged us not only to love the younger people, to go after the younger people, and challenge us to help the younger people reverence and love the people with gray hair, because we're doing this thing together. Now remember in the Old Testament, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's a period of 12 years that history proves in those days that they lived in the same tent. Grandpa, son, and grandson. They lived in the same tent, and they lived together in the same place, and they traveled, and they were nomadic, and they moved and did what they had to do. So think about that. Think about that. How many here had the opportunity to spend time with your grandparents growing up? How many gained tremendous wisdom from your grandparents? How many would take nothing from that? How, how many knows in grandparents, they cherish the opportunity to be around grandkids? How many here's a grandparent? How many knows you dream up ways to bless your grandchildren, right? How many knows that's godly? So I want to talk to us today in a few minutes in, in time in the Word. I want to talk to us today if your life feels like that right there, a certain area. Does your marriage resemble that? Is it dry? Is it crusty? Is your finances, is it living from week to week, check to check? How about relationships? Does it feel like that? Dear God, I don't want to text that person, call that person. They're going to be mad. They're going to be upset. They're going to be disappointed, so forth and so on. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about thinking about that's your future. 
That's not your future today. The amazing thing that happened in 2016 in Death Valley was it had a tremendous amount of rain. A tremendous amount of rain. And I want you to look at Isaiah 35 with me today and look what it says. I'm going to read from the Amplified. It says, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. There's going to be a change. Be glad. How many is excited about your future today in the Lord Jesus Christ? How many honestly believes your, your future can be better than your past? How many believes your windshield's a greater opportunity than the rearview mirror of your life? And it says, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the rose and autumn, the crocuses. Number two, verse two, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. I remember the Holy Spirit challenged this morning to worship him and to challenge us to be joyful. And God told us, he encouraged us to stir ourselves up. Now, I want, I, want to tell you, you, I want to tell you in that mountain scene a while ago, there's more to the eye than we see. There's more than you can see there. It just looks nothing good can happen. It just looks desolate. Has anybody ever spoken over your life, or has the enemy ever told you the best is behind you, there's no good ahead of you, the promises you're not going to receive, you might as well quit dreaming? Look, look at the scriptures teaching us here so many things. It says, you can rejoice with joy and singing. The joy of Lebanon shall be given to it. The excellence of Mount Carmel, Carmel and the plain of Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the majesty and the splendor and the excellency of our God. Verse 3, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble and the tottering knees. Verse 4, say to those who have a fearful and hasty heart, be strong and fear not. Behold, your God will come with a vengeance, with a recompense of God. He will come and save you. This is what sometimes our life looks like. But how many knows we're not to be led by our feelings or emotions? How many knows we're to be led by faith? And how many knows faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. And how many knows sometimes we seem to be looking for the rain or we feel like we've got too much rain well, in that case, in Death Valley, what happened in that case, simply this place that got very little rain all year, less than single digits in rain, got multiple rain for weeks and weeks. And here's what happened. It's the same place. And they call this a super bloom. Everybody say super bloom. So what happened here was there was a place that was desolate of water, there was a place that did not get continual water and the feeding and the flowing of rain, and it began to dry up. Just like we do when we don't receive the water of the Word and the water of the Holy Spirit, we as Christians can dry up. How many ever lived in a dried up place? But I want to encourage you, how many here has ever heard the Word at least one time, read the Word at least one time, been in a message or a small group or a service one time, listen to your phone, your iPad one time, I'm going to encourage you today that there's word in you. The seed, the seed was always there. It just lacked water. Amen. The seed is in you for a super bloom, Amen. for a turnaround. The seed is in you for a majestic reversal of events and situations in your life, and that happened in a short time because they had tremendous Rain. Everybody say rain is good. Amen. Rain is good. Now rain is good when it's absorbed appropriately and when it has a place to run off appropriately. When it's not good is when it backs up. 
and it, fl- it floods and begins to stagnate. And I want to encourage you, your potential in your life and your finances is there. More than enough to every good work. Your potential in your marriage is there where you actually want to spend extra time with your husband and wife. Your potential is there in your emotional realm, in your mind, where you can live in peace and you won't be depressed and you won't be pressed down. Your potential is there in your physical body where you can leap and run, the Bible says, as deers. I like the prophet of God outrun the chariots of Baal. I'm I'm telling you, you think about that. He picked up his sash and took off running and he passed the best horses and the best horsemen and he was off to the races. How many say amen? You don't have to get feeble to get old. I'm telling you, there is a super bloom in your life if we allow the seed to come in contact with the water. I want to look at another scripture today with Mark chapter 4. Turn to Mark chapter 4 with me. Mark chapter 4, the importance of the word. Jesus speaking here. Mark chapter 4. Jesus is teaching his disciples. He's teaching them the power of parables and the power of the sower. And in Mark chapter 4, verse 1, He begins to teach his disciples. In verse 3, he said, Listen, behold, the sower went forth to sow the word. Then he describes the four different soils of the heart. I'm not going to get in that today, but I want you to understand he had to teach it twice. He had to teach it twice for the the disciples to, to get it. That's why repetition, listen guys, repetition will bring revelation to your heart. Anybody here ever eat chicken fingers at Raising Cane's? How many ever eat Raising Cane's chicken fingers? Notice their menu is small. Notice they find out what they're good at and they do it better than anybody else in doing chicken fingers. How many ever eat at BJ's Steakhouse? Their menu weighs 12 pounds. And I mean, it is a book. And they do a good job for what they do. But I'm telling you, you're not going to get your food as fast as you do at Raising Cane's because Raising Cane's does chicken fingers, chicken fingers, chicken fingers, chicken fingers. Just a little brief advertisement here. You might not care. Chick-fil-A has just passed Burger King, Taco Bell. There's three others I can't remember. They're number three right now in volume in the United States. Chick-fil-A. How many enjoys Chick-fil-A? How many enjoys what they stand for? How many enjoys their food? How many enjoys their service? They're number three behind McDonald's. McDonald's is at 38 point some billion. Starbucks is number two at 18 point some billion. And Chick-fil-A is 10 point some billion. And they're coming for them. And isn't it amazing they don't open their doors on Sunday? Have you ever had someone ask you, how can Chick-fil-A stay ahead and make money closed on Sunday? I said, because they're doing it God's way. They're resting. How many say amen? amen? They're going to church. They're worshiping God. How many knows you can take a stand for what God says and still be blessed against opposition? How many amen. say amen? My thing about Chick-fil-A is their menu's small. It's better to do less and do it better than to do more and not do it as well. It's best to focus on the simplicity of God and His Word and the power of His Spirit than to try to get in complexity. That doesn't mean we don't continue to learn and grow. I just want you now to understand the power of the Word. Look what Jesus said here. Let's go ahead now to verse 13. He said to them, Do you not understand? He's talking to the disciples. Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? So he's saying if we understand seed time and harvest, The word being sown, bringing a crop, bringing fruit, bringing faith. If we don't understand this, we won't understand any of them. So we must understand the power of the word of God and the power of our tongue. He's telling us the power of the word of God. The Bible says God spoke and framed 
the world with his voice, with his tongue. And God said, let there be what? Light. May I ask this question? If God had never said, let there be light, would there be light? No. No. That's why the power of our words, the power of declaration, the power of saying what we want instead of what we have. Listen, guys, we can't talk sickness and receive health. Not going to work. We can't talk poverty and lack and receive abundance. Not going to work. We can't talk what we have. We must declare in praise and prayer and thanksgiving and decree what God says. Jesus said this, verse 14, the sower sows the word. So we must get into a repetition of sowing the word. Let me ask you this. In raising our children and grandchildren, if we teach them to go to the word first before the world, they'll get an answer of truth instead of confusion. If we teach them, what does God say about that? What scriptures say about that? Well, everybody's doing it. No, no, what's the word say about that? If we teach them to go to the word versus the world, they're going to have an opportunity for victory in their life. But if we don't teach them to go to the word first, they're going to go to the world first, and they're going to, listen, listen, they're going to value reason ahead of revelation. And when you value reason, the world's reason ahead of God's revelation, you always come up disappointed, and I promise you, you're always going to have barren things in your life. So he goes on and teaches about the four soils of the heart. In verse 20, if you'd look at that with me quickly, it says this. But these are the ones sowed on good ground. Everybody say good ground. That's an open heart. That's a heart with wide open to receive the word of God, a heart of humility, a heart of grace. That's a heart to receive. And he says, when you receive that, here's the results of that. When you see that, receive that and hear the word, you accept the word and you bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, some 100. You're going to have a harvest. So when we receive the word of God, we hear the word of God, we bear it, we're going to have a harvest. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 37. You say, Pastor, why are we looking at all this scripture? Because I, I want you to have a super bloom. I want to have a super bloom. How many wants to have a super bloom? Ezekiel 37. Look at Ezekiel 37 with me. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, you look good with a super bloom. Everybody do that. Take pictures. You take pictures of stuff that's bloomed out. You take pictures of stuff that's pretty. You take pictures of stuff that's beautiful, that's whole. And doesn't the Bible say in Ecclesiastes, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, that we're his workmanship created for good works. We're a masterpiece created for good works. You're a masterpiece. Let God finish the canvas of your life. Let God put it in living color. I'm telling you what, I was one happy little boy when we had color TV. I remember when you had color TV. I mean, black and white, everybody looks the same, but when you get color TV, colors, colors. God created this thing in beautiful colors. This is the chapter, Ezekiel 37, about the dry bones. Look at verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. This is Ezekiel speaking. And set me down in the midst of the valley. How many have how many's ever felt like you've been in the valley more than the mountaintop? Amen. And it says this. It was full of bones. Everybody say bones. And it says verse 2. Then he caused me to pass by them all about them. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed they were very dry. Maybe right now you feel parts of your life is very dry. You see no hope. You have no indication, as God told Abram to believe hope against hope, believe against natural hope with spiritual hope. And I'm going to make you a father of many nations. This is, this is a story similar. And he said, he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So we do that all the time. We're asking God, can this change? So I answered him, 
Oh, Lord, only you know. How many believes God holds the answer to our lives right now? Amen. And look what he says. He said again to me, he said, prophesy, speak to, declare to these bones. Again, God said, let there be light, light came. God's waiting for us to say what he's already promised us. Call your marriage healed and whole. Call your finances gathered in. Call your help to, you know, by the stripes of Jesus were healed. And he said to the dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you. I'm telling you, when God breathes into something, it'll stand up and you shall live. And I'll put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord thy God. And when he prophesied, there, there became a noise, the Bible said, and a rattling. I believe today God's calling the American church back to her place. I believe he's calling us to get up from the places we've died, get up to the places we've been barren, get up to the places we valued reason more when we have revelation. And the Bible says there started to be a noise and a rattling. Everybody say a noise. Everybody say a rattling. And, and the bones came together, the flesh came on them, and they stood up and began to breathe. And, and God Again, it's, it's a confirmation of what's going to happen in the last days. And I want to close with this scripture. It turned to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. I'm telling you guys, we're positioned, we're positioned to see super blooms in our life. The seed is there. Water it in prayer. Water it in praise. Water it in what God has promised you. And God will not disappoint you. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. I want to read from the Amplified as I close. Here's what's going to happen when we do that. When we take hold of this. Stop blaming other people. Stop living in pity. Stop being, you know, sometimes we get caught up in monotony. I want to tell you something. When you do something very well, uh, again, how many keeps going back? To, how many's been to Chick-fil-A at least 10 times? Why do you keep going back? Okay, I, I'll throw another one in. How many's been to Cattleman Steakhouse at least three times? Longhorn three times. Why do you go back? Because they're consistently doing a good job. And here's what God said. Here's what he says for us. Here's his dream for us. Verse 20, chapter 3, Ephesians. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, there's a power working in you to water the seed of God in you so you and I can receive a super bloom is able to carry out his purpose. How many believes God's able to carry out his purpose? To do super abundantly. Everybody say super abundantly. Let's say it again. Super abundantly. Super abundantly. He is able to do far over and above all that we, we dare ask or think. Look at this. That we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Read that again. Above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. He is able, he is able, he is able to move you and me from that barren place to a place of abundance above all that we could ask or think. Our job is to get ready for the rain. Our job is to acknowledge the rain. Our job is to declare in prayer, declare in praise, declare in proclamation what we desire from God's word. Our job is to get aggressive 
And as the Spirit of God told us this morning, stir ourselves up. How many knows the older you get, you got to speak to your body and you get out of bed? Anybody speak to your body before you get out of bed? You say, feet, you've been at this floor before, we're going to do it again. How many say amen? How many has your body speak to you before you get out of bed? Aches and pains. How many have the alarm clock? Anybody here a five-time banger on the alarm clock? You got it set every five minutes, keep slapping it, hoping it'll go away? I'm telling you, according to the Word of God, we can have a super bloom in our life, no matter what our age is. And that super bloom helps us to display His majesty, His grace, and His mercy, and how good our God is. How many can say amen? Amen. amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that you take us from bearing to blessing that you take us from lack to overflow. Father God, you do that because you want us to establish your covenant in the earth, spirit, soul, and body. Father, I declare today that all of us in places where it is barren, where it is dry, we declare today that the word in us, we water it with praise. We speak the things that are dry and call them alive. Father God, we thank you for the power and the move of the Spirit of God to raise things up, call things not as though they were, Speak life to those things that are dead. And we stand in our place as ambassadors, as sons and daughters, and declare the goodness of God. Declare the grace of God. Declare the power of God and see things turn around. Father, we expect. We're excited. We look forward to the church taking her place, standing up, being on the offense instead of the defense, moving forward, Lord, and taking taking souls into the kingdom of God with the love of God. Father, we thank you for that opportunity. Father, we thank you for that opportunity. Father, we